0: I hope that in the coming weeks, after he gets more settled, we see more of him in the community and connecting with the Royals fandom. I I think that's important. Um, I will say Mike Matheny, he definitely felt distant. Like he felt like a guy who belonged managing a Midwest team. But you only saw him as the Royals manager. You never saw him as Mike. I think if you really want to turn over a new leaf with the Royals as a whole, present Royals manager Matt Quattrero as Matt. And it, it might sound silly to some. I, I get it. You know, what does that have to do with winning baseball? that's fine. I will say, though. Goodwill does go a long way and goodwill gets people in seats. If you feel a personal connection to the team. People are going to come win or lose. And. This past season, there was a lot of. I wouldn't say long time. But. Like people I've only known as Royals fans that were pretty fed up, and it wasn't the amount of wins, it wasn't even the amount of losses. It was just how own headed and detached. That I think that's the word I was looking for. How detached the organization felt from their fan base. Now, once they started making some of the moves, the fans started coming back out. You know, Dayton's gone. Mike's gone. You don't like to see folks out of a job, but fans felt like they were heard. And I think a good way for fans to feel like they've been heard is for them to see Matt out at Joe's or, you know, at the Kingdom Bar and Grill, something like that. You just want to see them out and interacting with the people that Matt is trying to give a good time to. I don't know. I'm, I'm rambling now about this point. Um, I really do like what he said about analytics. Um, I do want to do a deeper dive into that. Um, and Jordan Foote, our editor over at inside the Royals, he did put out a piece today um, talking about how Quotrero's first priority is connecting with the Royals. Uh, now another high priority for him has to be filling out his staff. There's a lot of vacancies on the staff. You know we haven't even talked about a replacement for Cal Eldred yet, and I still need to figure out. Hey, where is this replacement going to come from? It's not like you. Uh, it's like there's a clear hierarchy. There are certainly some organizations where you want to pluck their successful pitching coaches. Much like how Tosar got pulled from the Royals to go be the Chicago White Sox hitting coach. Like he he was a he was a hitting coach in Kansas City. And I think that loss is going to be very noticeable. I mean, Tosar, he's been he helped out Solaire, he helped out Salvi. Like when he got his hands on Major League players, it was immediate changes. So that is something that fans should appreciate. I'm really sorry if I'm saying his last name wrong. I haven't met the guy. I haven't even heard the guy talk, honestly. But the organization and people close to the organization had nothing but things to say about how important he was to the player development. So you want to find the outliers in other organizations who can do the same thing but for pitching you know you're gonna you're gonna take a guy like hey he has been an integral part of a successful pitching staff turnaround or pitching staff development things like that and you go up you interview him, you ask him okay do you want an opportunity to leave the comfort of what you have built and try to do it again bigger and better and have your name on it because let's let's be honest when when Tosar all the good things said about him all the good work he did it was still under the umbrella of Alex Zumwalt like that's the guy that everyone knows was the big turnaround in the Royals hitting development changes and why the Royals have been so successful in the hitting department I, that's Successful isn't the right word because they've really stunk sometimes. Getting the most out of some of their hitters. Let's just put it like that. Um, Now, Tosar has the opportunity to go to Chicago and build something similar. And he won't be under anyone's umbrella. He will be under his own umbrella. So, I... I definitely think the clock is ticking on needing to fill out the pitching development staff. They got pretty much kind of gutted slowly. Um, And then of course the major league pitching coach. So definitely something to monitor. Um, I want to evaluate some candidates for that, you know, as well as I can quote unquote evaluate them, but I've, I feel like I've always been upfront with you. I'm just giving my opinions. Nothing. I nothing I say is like. For sure, set in stone, concrete. There's only a handful of folks who could do anything concrete with the Royals. JJ Piccolo, John Sherman, probably, and really <laughs> That's kind of the list, all right. if they say something's gonna happen then it that is concrete all right, but I think it's a very exciting time to be a Royals fan um there's a lot of stuff can happen, free agency you know if if we see the Royals go out and be aggressive and actually be buyers then I think that would go a long way. I remember early in the 2022 season, Piccolo said something along the lines of, it takes two to tango for a contract. And what it sounded like at the time was he was trying to give the Royals an out for not signing people. You know, he's saying, oh, well, you know, we can offer contracts all we want, but... Those players, I got to take it. At this point, Quattrero, Picolo, Sherman, if they see a guy that they know, let's see, let's see a guy, if they see a handful of guys, this team needs a handful of guys, we all know that. If they see a handful of guys and say, look, we are close to competitive baseball again. And we feel like you can give us there. Here is the contract we'll give you. And we will make you successful under your own umbrella. Everyone's, everyone's got a little bit of an ego, man. Sometimes you got to stroke it. Stroke the ego. Don't Don't you be clipping that now. But point being, They have to go out and they have to sell these free agents on what not only the free agent can do for Kansas City, but what Kansas City can do for the free agent. Um, I think, I really wish I could just be a fly on the wall and actually know what players they do and don't approach and why they choose the, the players. And if they're actually offering players contracts, because let's be honest, this, this team can't go out and say, okay, we got, we got, you know, 60% of Zach Granke. We re-signed him. Now let's go trot out the same team. And we'll call some guys up and we'll be good to go. No, it's not, it's not how it is anymore. There's, there's still some good depth in the farm system right now, there's no there's no sure thing at the major league level. You got to go get some of these mostly sure things. Some of these guys that have shown their skill and their production at a major league level. Most of it needs to be on the pitching staff. I'm going to talk about later on this winter about some of the realistic not just the not just the top five pitchers they should go get some of the realistic free agent pitching targets the royals should go after but gonna i know i haven't said a whole lot of stuff surefire just needed to get back in the saddle wanted to talk to you guys again um Let's hear. It. Hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna set another timer because I know that some folks they don't want to listen to the they don't want to listen to the personal stuff. It's all sports. So got my one minute timer going again. Um, there were a lot of people that I've established relationships with in the Kansas City Royals, Chiefs, just the area. Creators like, hey man, where where you been? Are you doing okay? Is there anything we can do for you? Um, because I I really felt the love from folks and I really appreciate it. And to be honest, I missed coming on here. So I'm really looking forward to talking about baseball again and just giving my thoughts. And I always, whether it be my personal Twitter or the podcast Twitter, just always feel free to reach out to me um, because I really like engaging with you guys. Some of y'all are some of y'all are really fun. All right, there we go. See, my one minute timer right there. Okay, so no, I didn't say a lot today, but. Glad to be back. Please subscribe to the podcast. Don't. Don't let this episode base your perception on the podcast. We do a lot of in-depth stuff. Last winter, we did a lot, a lot of interviews. Um, I remember Carter Jensen and Ben Kuderna, um, you know, Zuber. It was, it was a great time. It was a great winter last month or last year, and I'm hoping to do more of that again. We already have a few interviews set up. We'll be starting those up this Thursday I'm recording my first interview so I won't, won't tell you who it is but really looking forward to it it's going to be a great winner man y'all man it's 2022 after y'all y'all so thank you again for listening thank you again for letting me ramble and until next time go Royals Welcome to the Royals Rundown Podcast, the Kansas City Royals Podcast in association with Inside the Royals. I am Jake Milham and I am flying solo tonight and I know it has been quite a while since you listeners have heard from me or really even seen the Royals Rundown Podcast pop up in your feed. Now I am going to take some time to explain that. I am setting a timer for myself right now for one minute. It is not going to exceed that. So, if you do not care and you just want to hear about Royals baseball, that is just fine. But if you want your question answered, just listen to me right now. So, uh, the reason why the podcast went on pause is in October, um, my wife suffered a miscarriage. Um, now, I'm, I know it's really heavy and I just haven't had the heart. <laughs> To come on and verbally talk about sports Um, i've still been doing plenty of writing and things like that, but that I can take in chunks um, and do at my own pace Um, this i'm a little bit more vulnerable at so please, please forgive me for the. For the absence trying to get back in the saddle right now just I wasn't in a great headspace and I needed to take care of her first before. My sporting ventures, I guess is how I would say that. But thank you for listening if you stuck around for this minute. And there's the timer right there. I will leave that in there. I don't care. All right. So a lot has happened since I last spoke to y'all about Royals baseball. Uh, we got a new manager. Uh, the World Series just wrapped up, which I'm not going to lie. I didn't watch a whole lot of this year's World Series. I am very kind of blase about the Astros being in the World Series. I don't know what it was. um, And I just felt like the Phillies were completely overmatched before that series even started. So I didn't really sit down and watch it too much. Um, I will say this. I do think the MLB needs to look at their, production value and what they do in games. Uh, the in dugout interviews, even with you know my my mother-in-law, she's a huge, huge Phillies fan. She's from Philly. And like she didn't like the she was very verbal about like, hey, I don't like this, I don't like this, I don't like this. So it was the interviews, it was the uh broadcast commentators and even the pre and post game commentators. Like there wasn't any redeeming quality she found in the broadcast, and you know she's been watching baseball forever, so i I took what she said very like, huh, okay, that's interesting. that's what we're looking at right now instead of just focusing on, hey, my team is here, which hey, I ain't gonna lie I'd be focusing on that more if the Royals were in the World Series, just like I did back in fifteen and fourteen, but uh, probably the biggest news I'm recording this on Sunday, so today. Free agency opened back up for Major League Baseball. Also, trades. Trades are back in play. Um, I know I saw the Rockies and the Braves pulled off a, a trade. Just one player for another. Nothing you know, major or ripple of or Game-changing for either franchise. Um, but a lot of stuff is coming up in the next couple of months. Um, shoot, even in the next month, we got winter meetings coming up. We're going to have the Rule 5 draft. Um, The Arizona fall league there's a lot to unpack from that and a lot of good things for the Royals. Um, I am going to sit down i'm going to take some time and evaluate the Royals pitching prospects, more so in Arizona fall league, but I do want to say this. If you're just listening to the podcast and you're not reading at all, please go check out the workout inside the Royals there's not. You know, there's nothing really going on for Royals baseball right now. We all know that. This is the offseason. It happens. But Inside the Royals is putting out new content every single day. It has to do with your Royals, your Royals fandom, and where they are going from here. So please, please, please go check that out. Now, I will say this. The one big piece of news or a prediction, I guess, is John Heyman of the New York Post Backed up what Ann Rogers said earlier on this year about Zach Granke. So Zach Granke, he elected free agency today, but but he is not expected to retire. We kind of talked about that. Maybe he'd slide into the Royals pitching coach role, or maybe there'd be some non-playing role he could have with the team. But Heyman reported. That the Royals are quote interested in a return. Now we don't know what, like what that looks like. Is it going to be a one year kind of? We'll see what he can give us, and that'll be that. Or how how is this going to play out? Now Rogers, she went a little bit more in depth. She said quote It's easy to imagine a return for the Greinke family, family. So, you know, Cranky's 39 years old. He's, he's not a spring chicken anymore. Anywhere he goes, it is going to be looking at a more permanent move. Um, I equate it to Mitchell Schwartz, the former right tackle of the Kansas City Chiefs. When Schwartz came here on his um, first, it was like his first deal after his rookie deal. He took the time, he played out his contract, but then after that, he signed an extension And then you started seeing he built a house. He started doing more things outside of the norm within the community. So the family is certainly a big aspect. And, you know, for all of his strangeness, we do know that Zach Granke is really a a family guy. Um, So I do, I would like to see him back with the Royals. I would like to see him make the best move for his family. That is okay. Uh, J.J. Piccolo. He said it verbatim, quote, we definitely would have interest in having Zach back. He's very reliable, and we know what to get out of him. So if Zach Granke is going to continue his career, I imagine he's going to continue it in Kaufman. I I don't see him going anywhere else just to play on a one-year deal and look for another payday. He got a pretty good payday from the Royals this past year. I'm I'm sorry, but you're a 38-year-old pitcher on a one-year deal and you're still making eight figures. That's uh that's pretty good. Hold on, did I count that right? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Look, I've got Kansas public public school education. I don't math too good. All right, so forgive me there. So that is definitely something to monitor. I don't think he's gonna rush into it. Um, you gotta you gotta think this quote unquote season really just ended. This weekend, the World Series just finished up and the clock's ticking on the next season, but guys still take time. I do feel remiss in pointing out to y'all spring training is less than four months away, like it is right around the corner and you definitely definitely want to make sure you follow with some of these royals content creators to learn hey who are some of these young guys we might see in spring training what do they bring to the team where are some of these names that we've been seeing are they actually legit prospects um i know kevin o'brien the royals reporter on his website he did an in-depth piece on logan porter who's like a guy that could really be a depth piece in Kansas City next year. And, you know, how does that play into the Rule 5 draft? Talking about Angel Zerpa. I mean, like all these guys that are really going to have to, I wouldn't say take a step, but contribute or be reliable in some way for the Royals to take a next step as a whole in 2023. Because let let's be real, I've kind of data dumped the twenty twenty-two season. I'm not saying it didn't matter. I'm not saying that we should all forget about it, but there were some times during that season where I was just I was frustrated. And I think we all were. You know, going through reading the comments on social media on every single lineup or every single hey, the Royals lost today by three plus runs. Like fans were just sick of it and winning solves everything. And the Royals just weren't winning, unfortunately. So the Royals right now are, and no, they're undefeated or they're winless. All right. What is the next step that they're going to take once opening day 2023 comes around and how are they going to set themselves up for success? Um, Now, I will say this. I only listened to the Quattrero press conference once. I need to go back. I need to listen to it again and listen to it a little bit more in depth. I will say this, though. And this is just from talking to some other baseball guys, mainly down in Tampa Bay. There's nothing bad to be said about this guy. Like, he has just a very positive... Reputation and it's just like, yeah, like he's he's a solid guy, and I think that's I think that's both a good and a bad thing. Um, because I will say this I got a little jealous this past week when I saw how the White Sox were kind of quote unquote parading Pedro Graffold around, like he what he wasn't presented as a baseball manager like he was presented as a local public figure which when you're going to have a successful franchise that's what your athletes and people involved with the team turn into you know nobody nobody wants to know the relief pitcher on a bad team but everyone wants to know the relief pitcher on a on a championship team you you know what i mean there's it's definitely setting a tone when, you know, you see Pedro out there, you know, going out buying buying folks lunches, you know, it might just be a publicity stunt. And I wouldn't be surprised if it was, you know, the White Sox, they need all the good press that they can get right now. But you're seeing him going out shaking hands, buying folks lunch, and it's just smiles all around. And it's not smiles with a Royals and price chopper background you know that's not it's not where you're just seeing the manager you're seeing him out there on the street with the people of chicago and i kind of wish the royals would do the same thing with quattro and i'm i know i'm gonna stumble on his name one of these times i swear swear i'm gonna mess it up one of these times (laughs)